0: The following is my conversation with Glenn Laurie, a professor of economics at Brown University. In this episode, we discuss how race and poverty are often masked by economic security. Glenn is one of the country's leading experts on race and poverty, and I'm really excited to have him on the show. Thanks for coming, Glenn. This show is made possible through the support of Frizz Modules. E For more information, please visit frismodules.com. Hey Glenn, so let's start out by talking about one of your major interests, which is race and poverty. That's right. And one of the ways that poverty and race are often masked or at least partially masked is by economic security. So can you walk me through what you mean by that?
1: Sure, sure. So if someone is living in a community that has low levels of economic insecurity, then that person is less likely to experience poverty or to experience race shitness because they're generally not worried about their basic needs being met. And in fact, if their basic needs are not being met, then they may actually have an incentive to try to improve their economic situation. Whereas if someone is living in a community that's very insecure, then they're more likely to experience poverty and to experience race shitness because they're constantly worrying about their basic needs being met.
0: Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, if I'm really struggling and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make ends meet, I'm probably going to be more attuned to the challenges that I'm facing than somebody who's escaping poverty or race-based challenges altogether.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, one of the things that you've written about a lot is the idea of economic insecurity as a form of privilege. Can you explain what you mean by that?
1: Sure. So economic insecurity is actually a form of privilege in the sense that it comes with certain conditional benefits or privileges. For example, it comes with the ability to make decisions quickly and effectively because you don't have to worry about your basic needs constantly being met. It also comes with the opportunity to develop new skills because you're not constantly traded or uprooted in your life. And it also comes with the opportunity to speak out or organize because you're not constantly worried about having your safety and your freedom threatened.
0: Interesting. And do you think that these privileges are always positive?
1: I think that they can be positive or negative depending on the individual case. But generally speaking, I think that they can be positive because they give people an opportunity to improve their lives in significant ways.
0: Yeah, and I think that's definitely true. I mean, one of the things that's bothered me for a long time is the idea that somebody who's from a low income or impoverished background automatically has a lot of barriers in front of them that they have to overcome. And I think that's actually not always the case. In fact, a lot of people from disadvantaged backgrounds have actually had some advantages, both economic and social, that have helped them get where they are today.
1: Absolutely. And that's something that I've written about extensively. For example, in my book, The Generosity of Poverty, I argue that poverty has a number of benefits that are largely unnoticed and undervalued by the mainstream discourse on poverty. For example, poverty tends to produce values and attitudes toward work that are more effective and effective than those found in more prosperous communities. And this is particularly true for low-income communities of color where work is often seen as a means of salvation rather than just an opportunity to make ends meet.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely true. I mean, there's a saying that goes, work hard and you'll get ahead. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that most people from poor or disadvantaged backgrounds understand better than people from wealthier
1: backgrounds do. Absolutely. And this is why low-income communities typically have a much stronger work ethic than wealthy communities do. Labor is viewed as something that's necessary for survival instead of something that's seen as a waste of time or an, an inconvenience. Yeah.
0: And it's something that I've noticed myself, too, actually. I mean, I came from a lower middle class background, and I think my work ethic was definitely much stronger than somebody who comes from a richer
1: background might be. Absolutely. And this is why low-income communities typically have a much stronger work ethic than wealthy communities do. Labor is viewed as something that's necessary for survival instead of something that's seen as a waste of time or an inconvenience.
0: Excellent, Glenn. Thank you so much for sharing that with us.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Lexman Artificial, and now for the poem, read by Glenn Laurie.
1: Masking poverty and race with economic security. So often, struggles faced by those living in poverty or, or minority status are hidden beneath the veil of an economic security. But is this really a privilege? When poverty is faced with a sense of dignity, it can be empowering, leading to higher levels of productivity and creativity and creativity.